Welcome to the Rhythms Podcast. My name's Hannah. And my name's Chris. This is a podcast about exploring the rhythms, patterns, and habits that bring joy and add richness to our everyday lives. From daily habits to embracing the changing seasons, it's not about mindless routines, but patterns with purpose. It's about making something special out of something ordinary. If you're someone who wants to move beyond just being more efficient or productive and instead find ways to infuse your days with small, familiar moments that matter, then you've found two new friends with the same goal. Every episode, listen in as we share a reflection on the role of rhythms in our lives. Join our conversation as we unpack this idea further and then spend a moment with us considering how that rhythm could shape or add richness to our lives today. This is episode 16, Traditions, saving you and your people since forever. Well, it's finally arrived. As I write this, I'm sitting in a vehicle with my family, traveling to a country fair while listening to Christmas music. This is what I've been waiting weeks for, my family's Christmas season opening ceremony. That's right, like the Olympics, my family has an opening ceremony, but this one is to kick off the season we spend acknowledging, anticipating, and celebrating Christmas. And this event truly is a tradition we all look forward to. Now yes, that all sounds lovely. However, I promise we are still normal people. And the truth is that today almost didn't happen because of various family members being impacted by sickness, work staff, and house maintenance. But in the end, the draw of this time doing something we love, mostly hanging out together, but also visiting a spectacular country fair, getting to purchase lovely things while nestled in the most beautiful gardens, brought us to where we are now. Carpooling on this lovely late spring Saturday morning on our way to the Christmas season. A season that is sure to be rich with many other traditions and rituals. We just love them. I mean, when you live with me, one of the Rhythms podcast co-hosts, seriously, how can you not? But what about you? Consider your own memories, perhaps from the last couple of years, or maybe you even want to go back further, maybe to your childhood. For most of us, traditions make up some of those beloved memories we have with our loved ones. Perhaps it's a ritual around celebrating a birthday, or an annual road trip, or even a weekly family fish and chip movie night. I'm not sure what it is for you, could be big or small, but most of us can hopefully bring to mind a memory or two of traditions we treasure. Maybe you can hear the road trip playlist or taste Nan's famous birthday cake now. Traditions, family and community rituals. They have an almost magical way of bringing people together. When you're in the know with a particular tradition or ritual, the sense of belonging, connection, even safety is undeniable. These purposeful group patterns counter confusion, providing a shape, a steady and reliable framework for the group to be together 
and an activity to anticipate and delight in together. Here on the Rhythms Podcast, we like to think that our personal rhythms are our priorities and values in practice. Well, we wonder if perhaps traditions are like rhythms for groups of people. So surely our community traditions must tell us about who our community is. Yes, but they don't only tell us who we were or are. Traditions, including rituals, celebrations, ceremonies and other activities, also help to share and preserve our culture, shared knowledge, beliefs, values, stories and identity. Like we are being shaped by our personal habits and rhythms, so too for communities and their practices, including those magical rituals and traditions. I think that when traditions are practiced with affection over many years, they develop a kind of sacredness that is hard to find elsewhere. Even just the memory of them almost glows in your mind, spreading into your body when you recall them. Perhaps as you share about them with a friend or counting down the days until it's time. And I think that's because traditions can serve as a kind of hack or shortcut for people to get in rhythm with one another. They're a way to play or sing along to the same song. Metaphorically or not. I I don't know what your traditions involve. A life without rhythms can leave us unsteady and without a reliable source of everyday loveliness. A life as community without traditions can leave us a group of people without a clear direction on how to be together. And that's a little scary because people, we can be a lot. So... Whether you're listening to this with Christmas, New Year's and the summer holidays fast approaching or you're listening on a random day in February or June, there are sure to be opportunities for group rhythms, family and community traditions which can bring you and your people together. Intentional, meaningful moments full of richness reminding you who you are and what's important to you providing a reliable and sacred framework for you to anticipate, celebrate, acknowledge and or practice your values together. Helping you to be who you are and become who you are as a community together. I wonder what old traditions would you fight to cling on to? I wonder if your traditions are still serving you and your community, reflecting who you are and who you want to be in this season. Is there space, opportunity or a need for new traditions in the life of your family or community? Perhaps there are new people, new relationships in your life that could do with some of that richness and magic found in sharing a tradition. My hope is that you have, do, and will find your life, your family, your community enriched by the magic 
of little and big rituals and traditions. I'm going to tell you what my favorite holiday rhythm is. Okay, tell me. It it is being incredibly exhausted by the time December hits. <laughs> yes, I I think you'll find um, a community of people who are in that with you, Chris. Yep. <laughs> can I can I start the Facebook page, or if if it exists, can I join it, please? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, like December, man. Yeah, you and I were just talking before we hit record just now about yeah, like we're run down at this point. We feel it. We are feeling like if you want real, real, you know, people, not AI generated podcast voices, you got them. <laughs> I think we're safe to say we're pretty tight. Has it been a big year for you, Hannah? Yeah, it's been a really big year, and it's just like you know, we're all saying this. We all say this every year. But it remains true. Like just flowing, like gone way too fast. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I feel like I've been running all year. Yeah, I feel that. You know what I feel is that like weird paradox where everything's gone really fast, but has also gone really slowly. Yes. Certain things have like taken a long time. Like our renos are still not done. Yes. True. I mean, we're almost there, but if that's like taken so long and has gone so slowly, but yet the rest of the year around it, it's like this weird time warp paradox, Stephen Hawking, <laughs> weird thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one who feels like that. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, I think there's just a bunch of us who are like, we're tired and we need holidays. Yeah. Not just like the seasonal holidays, which are like busy and crazy, but we just need a break. <laughs> well, for the next 40 or so minutes, how about you just take solace with us? Love it. Join us as we revel in our tiredness. No, we're going to put on a great show for you, aren't we, Hannah? Yeah. Yeah. We always do our best. And yeah, yeah you, you mean, you'll tell us if, we, if we're nailing it or not. Thank you for those who <laughs> yeah. do send us lovely comments. Great, great feedback. It's, it's always good to get feedback. It is, it is. But yes, yeah, so it's December, like we say, so it's the time when we're all exhausted and we're ready for a break. At the same time, things are like ramping up and somehow we're squeezing more into our lives as there's different events, as we're traveling or people are traveling to us to have these big celebrations, whether that's Christmas or New Year's, or maybe you've got the big extended family camping trip for the summer holidays. I don't know. But we have all of these traditions coming up. And that might be a word, traditions, that like fills you with joy. Um, maybe it fills you with dread. But I think what I'm sort of talking about here today is um, traditions done right and traditions practiced with affection are critical for the communities, whether that's our family or community groups, whatever it is that we belong to. Um, mm. so I don't know if that can sort of like help us look a little bit differently at this sort of last little section of the year going into the new year. Um, but hopefully, yeah, we can find some space for traditions that are life giving rather than draining. Cause like we say, we all need a break. We need 
some life given to us. Speaking of life draining, there's one funny holiday tradition that was like this meta little thing that everyone was aware of that happened every year at Christmas time. Everyone knew about it. And every year without fail, the memes would start about this particular thing. This year, something unique happened around this shared holiday rhythm. Millions, millions of people. Can you guess what it is? I don't know, Chris. Tell me. She she put out a, a YouTube video about it. No? Is it about Mariah Carey? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I found that so funny that she, I don't know if you, if anyone hasn't seen it, Mariah Carey put out this YouTube video where it's like this big ice vault and it zooms in and she's like frozen in a block of ice and these ice elves like chip her out and, or whatever. And then she's like sings in her whistle tone, um, it's time. And then on kicks the bells and all I want for Christmas so good in season, baby, and, and I just thought that's such a funny shared thing that everyone has around the holidays. Like everyone, you you pick a side. You either love it and you embrace it, or you dread having to go into shops and hear it. You dread having to hear it on the radio, just everywhere. All I want for Christmas is you. I like do play the like you know Christmas hits playlists or whatever. If I'm a bit lazy on Spotify, you know, if I'm just like, or I'm in the car and I'm like, oh, I don't have anything queued up. And I'll ask it to play me Christmas music. That song is normally like number two or three on the list. Yeah. I yeah. I, I normally skip it. What about you? I I actually don't mind it. I, I it's such a well written song and it's so catchy. I think I can cope with the oversaturation given that it's once a year only. Like I don't have to hear it throughout the year mm-hmm. at all. And everyone's gonna have their own Christmas jams. Yes, right? for sure. Like everyone's own Christmas playlist. I, I mean, what what else is on yours? Well, I was going to say, I think this is why I skip it because there's so much Christmas music that I love that I'm like picky, right? Because I'm like, there's only this oh, little window yeah. to listen to it all in. So like yeah. I need to make the most of this time. So I like it all. I like the classics, like Andy Williams, Bing Crosby. I love all those old ones. I love mm-hmm. Justin Bieber Christmas music. I love like church Christmas carols, um, some acoustic stuff, some more like high energy stuff. I, I there's too much that I love, so I've gotten a bit picky, really. But um, yeah. and this again is it's like, do you want to invest in new Christmas music? Like she has just brought out a new Christmas album, or do I want to lean really? into like my traditions of listening to the stuff that I grew up on, like High Five Christmas? High Five. <laughs> five will make you feel all right. No, that's not high five, is it? Mm, I don't know. I can't what remember. What was high or five? There was something a about band. a house with high five. One, two, one, two, three, four. High five. five. Yeah. yeah, I remember. Um, five in the air. Is that on your rotation? That song's not on it, but it's all Christmas music sung by the original high five members. Wow, you've got more Christmas recommendations than I could ever could think of. I I was just trying to think. Oh my goodness, what Christmas music? Well, yeah. If you want something new, share new album. Yeah, I'm I'm ambivalent to Christmas music. Yeah. I I don't love it. I don't hate it. I'll tell you what I really like. I love minor key Christmas carols. Okay. So like, not the cheery chirpy ones, but the like somber moody ones. 
I think those are those are really cool. What's an example of that? Like um Oh Holy Night's a good mm, one. I was gonna say, yeah. It's and like, your sister in like, sister in law. Yes, sister in law. Yeah. Wow, she's got a stunning banger, version of a, that. There's a banger version of it on Spotify. From Lucy. By Lucy. She is gonna hate me oh, for, for saying we're that. We're definitely linking it but in the show notes. You can you can look it up. Um we'll we'll link it on our Spotify page as well. You know we can recommend songs now on oh, Spotify. Okay, on cool. our podcast page. I'm so sorry, Lucy, but it does sound great. It really does. She's a beautiful singer. That's awesome. We we can all now, as Rhythms listeners, add that into our traditions for Christmas as listening to yeah. Chris's sister-in-law. Speaking of Oh Holy Night, you know what's a, another shared rhythm that everyone does is whether you're Team Mariah mm-hmm. or Team Celine. Mm. Yeah. For Oh Holy Night versions. Okay, so Celine... Classical arrangement, mm-hmm. powerful, really like traditional style, Oh Holy Night, big, powerful vocals. Mm-hmm. Mariah Carey, more gospel style. Oh, okay. Bit more groovy, bit funkier, a few more ad libs, and like Mariah's kind of signature style. Two camps, it's divisive. Oh my gosh. I, I'm sorry to say, yeah. I haven't gone camping. In either place, yeah. But now I'm going to have to go and listen to both versions. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So we've got some good uh, stuff to poll the um, to poll the um, listeners on. Yeah. Well, I, okay. I'm interested to find out what people think. Okay. Well, what what are some of your other traditions that are going to be coming up for you? So again, yeah, not just only Christmas, but like we've got New Year's in there. Those are some of the ones that we both celebrate. But also with our summer holidays coming up. What does that mm. look like for you? Well, before we recorded this show, we had our second barbecue of Ooh. this of the the season, starting to warm up, and that's one that I really value. It's a really nice uh, tradition and rhythm to get the barbecue out, get it warmed up, you know, cook over the cook over it, and have chats and sit on the outdoor furniture. There's just something really nice, and it's a bit of a combo breaker for the rest of the year when you're sitting inside and cooking in the kitchen. And I think some of those rhythms are great when they just come in just at the right time to give you a little something different, a little twist at the end of the year. So like having dinner outside in the warm is really nice and black barbecue food is really, really nice too. Mm. So that's one I'm really appreciating for this part of the year and particularly in New Zealand where we are. You know, summer summertime holidays. There's lots of outdoor barbecues and mm. outdoor sports, and you know, going swimming and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, and I think like you raise a good point now in bringing that example up because our traditions can be like quite simple little things, right? Like this is just a different way mm. of cooking dinner, and maybe having yeah. different people join you. So mm-hmm. traditions don't have to be this big, crazy, flashy thing. Like I bet, like you said, you look forward to that as much as maybe some of the bigger, flashier traditions. It's like being like, oh, when can we have yeah. our first barbecue of the season? I think even if it's considered little, it's still equally important because it breaks up the year. Mm-hmm. It breaks up what could be monotonous and so rhythms are good in in some ways in that they give us continuity and steadiness but you know if you ate the same meal every day and didn't enjoy it it would be torture 
So mm-hmm. I think those little moments are just as important as the really big rhythms. Yeah. The big things. And like rhythms are not forever, generally. Yeah. Like they're not forever mm, because seasonal. of rhythm. And then what we're talking about here for groups, traditions, they are to help carry us in our seasons and our seasons of life change and our seasons of the year change. And so it, totally makes sense that our rhythms and our traditions are different at different times in our life because the whole point is that they help us enjoy appreciate celebrate acknowledge the season that we're in and carry us and hold us when we need that as well Mm. have you ever met someone who's perfectly comfortable having the same lunch every day i mean not for their whole lives just for in a season like at the moment i'm thinking of a friend who was a colleague for a while And she was, like, really working hard to save money. So Mm -hmm. she had, like, a particular sandwich every day, you know, because it was just a very, like, humble, inexpensive sandwich to make. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, I'm, like, someone who loves rhythms and stuff. But, yeah, even I would look and go, seriously, like, you are committed and self-controlled and disciplined because I've just gone back down to the kebab shop or burger fuel (laughs) again. (laughs) Yum. Yum. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's, it's, again, it's about what you value, eh? Mm. So rhythms are little signposts to what we value. And for your colleague, um, it's saving the money in that season. And a season also s- can sound long, but a season could be a week. Mm, totally. Or it could be, totally. could be a day, you know, today I just need to change my rhythm. Like today I just felt like, you know what, I'm just going to eat whatever I feel like today. Mm-hmm. Good day. And so I did. And I, I went a bit, I didn't go nuts, but I did eat more calories than I normally do. <laughs> yeah. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. But it, I needed it, you know, I ne- it was that, that kind of day where I just had to give myself permission to just enjoy some food. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And I think, again, like that is kind of something I'm not meaning to like spoil your point there. Cause yeah, I think rhythm breakers are good, but even that can even be part of a rhythm is this like, that's what you're saying, right? Is that we can switch it up and that's an important part of rhythm. Like again, we've talked about albums here a few times and an album mm-hmm. isn't one generally, I think you're the musician music guru, but generally you don't have one album. That's just like one rhythm, one song the whole way through. Like we have pauses and then there's something new, right? And with Mm. the different tracks of an album. And Mm -hmm. so we can, like now going into this time of holidays, we're going to have some new rhythms. It's, there's, like I said, it's a time which is rich in tradition and rituals for many of us. And that might Mm. be some of the break that we need to get us out of the monotony. Not that like, you know, we think that our lives can have familiar loveliness in it and that not be monotonous, but there's still something and like even that letting those have a little break and having something new and different, you know, like over the summer holidays, I'm probably not going to wake up and make my warm caramel latte every morning, which, oh my gosh, Chris, what I've been sick. Yeah. There's been this awful, I don't want to give TMI too much info, but an awful tummy bug that went through our family. And for like two weeks, I couldn't drink coffee. Like just the thought of it was terrible it happened to my mum and brother-in-law as well like just none of us could stand coffee and do you know what Mm. I missed making the coffee like it wasn't even so much that I missed drinking it (laughs) 
So yeah, I guess you still could have made it though, right? I or was could. it the smell? Especially we had guests. Off? I could have made it for our guests. But I probably will not do that over the summer, but I might make a cold coffee or yeah. have cereal with really cold milk or something. And I'll just have some other rhythms and traditions for this time because the season that I'm in is different. It's funny how sickness can change things up so quickly, eh? I, I was sick as well uh, a couple of weeks, no, a week ago, and it just it knocks you out and it forces you to change your habits. Mm-hmm. Like your your coffee aversion like happened really quickly, I'm assuming. You know, it's not like you had a week to go, oh, okay, I'm easing out of coffee now and, you know, it just happens mm-hmm. and you've got to deal with it and you've got to figure out, oh, man, my body is not there, what can I do? Like you, you go into a whole new set of rhythms. It's like switching your phone focus to um, rest mode instead of work mode, you know? Mm-hmm. Thinking about traditions is like being our rhythms, but for groups of people, I guess it makes sense then that this time looks different because this time of year for so many of us is different because we're with our people more. You know, most of us are mm-hmm. at work less during this time and we're going away on holidays with people or people are coming to stay with us or we're going on road trips or visiting or going to the New Year's Eve party or whatever it is. And so um, it makes sense that our traditions and rhythms look different because we're with different people more often. And yeah, what I'm Mm -hmm. like arguing, I guess, and that people have talked for a long, long time about is like we need traditions because we're with our people and without a, a way that we all kind of understand to be together it can that can be tricky mm. but a tradition is something that like gives like a shape to how we can be together in a moment so something like decorating the christmas tree together could be a good example of that totally totally because we even probably sort of know in our family like oh this star always goes on the top or like we put the Oh, in our family, we've got these like tiny little knitted stockings that go on our tree. Okay, we all know those have to go up the top so children and dogs can't reach them. You know, so like because there's Mm -hmm. some traditions, it's easier for us to be together in that moment um, because we kind of all understand what we're doing. there, And also we are practicing the things that are important to us. And in decorating a tree, what is that? Well, the actual celebration and anticipation and getting ready for Christmas is important to us. Um, mm-hmm. But also that like spending time together and doing things together is really important to us. And we do chores around our property together every Saturday, <laughs> but this is different. This has got sort of that little magic element to it. Um, that familiar loveliness, I suppose. This, that tradition mm. of decorating the tree. So, yeah, I just think, and again, you and I are both introverts. We're people who love people and also that can be like a lot to be with people. And so to mm. have traditions, have ways that everyone kind of knows how to be together, I think is really important during this time because it helps us to be connected. It helps us to live out our shared values and beliefs and tell the stories of who we are. So it reminds us who we are, but it also preserves I guess and shares who we are as a community in a way that's like steadying and reliable um and that brings a sense of belonging and safety and connection which is what we're all looking for I think at this time 
especially because we all want to break. So we all want to feel steady and settled and calm and connected. I feel like we're talking about a very ideal version of a tradition. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, I have baggage when it comes to the idea of traditions. Um, I think mostly because I grew up in a very traditional church and the way that tradition is framed, particularly in a church or a social group, can be quite toxic as well. And I think I think there's baggage there for me because I feel like traditions without purpose are meaningless. Yeah. And if particularly compounded over time. So traditions without purpose over time are infinitely more meaningless. Mm-hmm. And so I guess what's difficult to reconcile for me is if we do the same thing every year, how are we keeping it meaningful and not meaningless? And I guess the the answer for in an ideal world, which we're talking about, is what you've just said, is that it creates these positive associations. But to me, there's nothing more, boring is not the right word, but there's nothing more like disheartening than doing something just because we've done it before. For sure. It strips all the, like, the meaning out of it. Yeah. And um, there's some questions that I finished my reflections with. You would have um, just heard them and we'll put them on some slides on our Instagram because I would really encourage people to like actually think through, you know, the answers. You might be somebody who wants to jot them down in a note or whatever. So some of the questions I asked were, well, what? old traditions would you actually fight to cling on to you know like they're actually really important still and well why is that but then Mm -hmm. also are your traditions still serving you and your community reflecting who you are and who you want to be in this season because exactly what you're saying there could be some traditions that are ready to retire Mm. and maybe even make space for new ones that would be more helpful. Maybe there are new relationships or new values or new things that are important and we need to make space for those to be practicing those together rather than things that don't serve us anymore. Do you think though that, you know, and I'm talking to the person who's really dug themselves in, they don't care that there are new things out there and that like there's a whole new experience maybe waiting for them. They're comfortable, they're safe, they understand it. You know, what about that person who doesn't really want to get out of that? I think there's a point where you get to where you're just comfortable with who you are, what you do. And I think that's okay when it's a solitary thing, but we're kind of talking about groups of people, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I don't know, I guess the dynamics around that are interesting because suddenly you've got one person who's, and I'm, I think I'm thinking in a church context, now, which is probably a whole other podcast. (laughs) But when you've got one person who's not on the ride and everyone else is, it's kind of, you know, do you you hear what I'm saying? Definitely. Like I'm thinking what comes to mind is like maybe a family member who's like, we have to have this particular dish at Christmas lunch. And it's like, oh my gosh, we don't want that anymore. Um, And of course, like there's so many different ways to respond to that. And it might totally be the right thing and appropriate to be like, Yes, having the rolled pavlova is really important to Nan, and so we will have it. Yeah. You know, and it's an act of love and keeping that tradition, you know, and that, that's the important part for some of the people. But yeah. then I think that there has to be times when we make a change and 
I mean, I don't know how people go about doing that. Of course, it's unique to every situation. So I think both mm -hmm. answers will be appropriate at different times and different circumstances. Yeah, that's how I'm wired too, because I'm very much, I, I feel that um, futurism strength there where I don't like to be tethered to something if it doesn't mean something now or could mean something more in the future. I feel like, why are we doing the same thing over and over again if it doesn't have meaning? If we've forgotten the initial meaning, if we've forgotten the why, if we've forgotten the reason, if we've forgotten what the joy it is that it brings us, why do we continue to self-flagellate with meaningless traditions? And I, I think that's the tension I'm feeling with, with this idea of, of traditions. Um, it's that at some point, like, I just, I feel like there's always going to be something more interesting, uh, a new rhythm, a new tradition in the future. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And I'm always looking for that, you know? Yeah. I think, um, you would really like, um, you know, I've talked about the lazy genius before on this podcast. One of her principles is decide once. And she's like, to be a lazy genius, one thing that you can do is just like decide once about something. So decide once what you're going to do on Friday nights. Cause you know, every Friday night you are tired and you don't want to cook dinner for your family with young children or whatever it is. So just decide once what that Friday night meal is going to be. That's one example. But she says, but only do it while it works mm. and then throw it out. <laughs> like yeah. it's not like you're deciding once for the rest of your life. Yeah. <laughs> you're just deciding once for this season, this moment. And it might be a month and then you're like, okay, we are all sick of cheese pizza. So we're doing something else, you know, but I like, I think that that's sort of the middle point that would suit you well is like, yeah, do it until it's not helpful anymore and then do something else. Yeah. I guess we're, we're not treading a lot of new ground here, eh? We, these are lots of ideas that we're talking about are things that we've covered in the previous episodes of the pod. Um, what did you, you said your mum, mum said something really, um, pithy. Oh, she says you need to communicate things many times, many ways. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I um one of our former um ministers at a church that we were at together, Chris said, um you have to say something seven times before people will hear you say it. I, I don't know how many times we've used the phrase familiar loveliness by now. It gets you to where you need to go, or and enjoy you joy. doing it. <laughs> yes. Brings you joy. Yeah, we should do like a Christmas bingo or something. <laughs> how many times have we said it? Yeah, but was there a but that come came after comes after that? No, uh, I'm yeah. just wondering. Yeah, we're just like, I'm sure I think just what, I think what I wanted to get across in my reflection this time is like, what your rhythms do for you personally, traditions can do for you and your people when done well mm -hmm. and, you know, with affection. And so just think about that, like going into this time, what are the ones that like, yes, are still serving you and your people and are important? Is there space for new ones? Is there space for some to move on and be retired? Because this is a time when we're going to be with our people more than we normally are. And we can use these rhythms or traditions as a tool to help us be with our people well. Mm, thinking about people as well who are alone around Christmas and holidays as well. And it's that's just the reality that mm. there, there will be people who don't have people around them. And I think um, we're talking a lot about physical closeness, like being in proximity, physical proximity to people, I think. But there's also a very rich and um, wonderful world of connection and closeness that can happen through 
um, connection through the internet mm-hmm. and yeah. through um, groups, other groups and other methods of connecting with people. And so I just guess I want to encourage you that these traditions that you are forming, these rhythms that you're forming, don't have to be limited to physical proximity. Mm. You can create great traditions and rhythms that happen in non-conventional spaces. And I'm thinking of the internet specifically, but they're, they're great ways for people to connect. Um, like gaming is a really good one. You know, you can connect with people um, in, in a way that's meaningful, just as meaningful mm. as connecting with them in real life. And yeah, use that, put that in your toolbox for um, what can be and feel like a very lonely time, especially if you're by yourself. Mm. Uh, put that in your toolbox and use it because if that's something that you want, if you're yearning for connection, it doesn't have to be physical proximity that gives you that. So true. I think even like watching like the queen or the king's now like a dress on Christmas, right? Like we can be watching that in our own homes by ourselves, but it's connecting us to like this global community and hearing from the monarch, I think. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of it as well when there's like a new show out and everyone's kind of talking about the new show. Mm-hmm. And there are, there are places where you can talk with other people who you don't know, but you connect over this one thing. Yeah. And it used to be before like binge watching on Netflix that you would watch an episode a week and then you'd spend that week dissecting you know, um, the show, what did that mean? What did this mean? It ended on a cliffhanger and it built these really strong fan communities. I'm thinking of, um, Lost. Have you ever watched Lost? We did. Yes. Yeah. So that, that was like prime example where in between mm-hmm. shows there was the speculating of, you know, what, what's in the hatch or <laughs> yes. what was, what's up with the black mist or whatever. That's a very non-conventional way of well it's not even it's not even non-conventional anymore but like even back in 2008 or whenever lost was airing it was less conventional Mm -hmm. to connect with people in that way it's Mm. it's become more now because of just the internet becoming more open and flexible and better but there there are those those non-physical ways to connect with people as Mm. well Mm. yeah that's good i like that and yeah so if you have like a tradition or a rhythm around that which like you maybe have thought about being by yourself, but like actually does help connect you with a community or a group or part of society. Like that is just so equally valid and valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's a cool point, Chris. I like that. Especially at this time when we do talk about being together so much. Yeah. I know. I'm always mindful that like not everyone has someone Mm. and that can be really difficult for, for people. And I think, even the most introverted person will have a need for connection. Mm-hmm. Mm. Whether they, I think whether they know it or not, I think it's wired into us biologically to be connected to others in some way. And then, of course, there'll be edge cases there. But I think for the most part, we do. We need some kind of connection. And that's something I'm discovering about myself is that I used to think I was way on the edge of like, I don't actually need a lot of people to have a full life experience, but 
that's changing. I think I'm opening myself up more to being more connected with people and thinking of ways like this podcast has been one mm-hmm. where it's a way of connecting with people that I probably wouldn't have done before. Mm. Yeah. But I think it's really important. So jumping into our favorite part of um, every episode where we talk about how this next little while is going to go, I think that's something I'm going to make a very specific effort to is to try and connect in more meaningful ways or ways that make sense for me and that I almost can control the pace of as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it could be maybe I pick up a multiplayer game when I'm gaming instead of a single player game, which I gravitate towards, right? I really like single player story driven games, but maybe for the sake of connecting, I, I figure out what games people around me are playing or. Yeah, cool. Yeah. I think that would be one for me is just trying to prioritize connection more in a way that makes sense for me. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. What about Uh, you? For me, okay, so as my friend, you know that I am terrible at staying in touch with people. Like I think when I last looked at my phone, I had 52 unread text messages. 52? I know. And Holy yeah, I just moly. always, I, I have an iPhone. I always have those little red bubbles on like a zillion apps telling me these things I haven't checked. Wow. That's got to be some kind of record. I've probably seen a bunch of them, but like not opened them, you know. It's a wonderful and horrible reputation. Obviously, that's not a great thing to be known for, but also it's helpful that people know that about me. <laughs> um, but anyway, all of that to say, I was quite taken with some sets of Christmas cards and envelopes that I've seen in the store recently and it made me think actually Hannah you have an old soul in many ways you love mail maybe you could send some Christmas cards this year and it would be a way of just like reaching out and connecting with people with not so many strings you know like just being able to give them a little update on my on my life and inquire about them without there being this like expectation for immediate response and conversation threads you know um and it would be a little bit of a thrill for me because I love mail and sending things. And yeah, so I think that that's potent, like maybe that's the start of a tradition for me and my community is sending Christmas cards. I don't know, but I'll try it this yeah. year and see if it. That's a great practical one. one too. Maybe what you can do is take the last text that you didn't reply to and reply to it in the mail. Oh, that's a good idea. And I've also got another idea is if people wanted to, they could reach out to us on Instagram and give me their address and I would send them a Christmas card. You know what? You can reach out to both of us. I can do a couple as well. <laughs> that would if be you'd so like cool. a Christmas card from either of us, reach out to us on Instagram and we will send you a Christmas card. Or How email us. We're still waiting for our first email. No, we still haven't got it. Still haven't got it. All right. How are you feeling, Hannah? Still tired? I am. But I, like these conversations always do, um, I do feel a little bit alive, you know? Like, it was good. A good good. way to connect and be reflective and merry. So thank you. All right, everyone. We will see you here again in a fortnight. So enjoy the holiday season as it builds up. And you know what? If your team Mariah, go you. If your team Celine, go you. Enjoy it. Blast it out the car stereo. Let everyone else hear it. Go for it. I'm going to find out which one I am, Chris, what team I'm in. (laughs) Okay. See you, everyone. (laughs) See ya. Thanks for listening to the Rhythms Podcast. 
For show notes, episode transcripts and more, remember it's rhythms.com. That's itsrhythms.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate and review on your favorite platform. It really helps us out. We want to hear from you. If there's a rhythm in your life you want us to talk about, or a question you'd like to ask us about this episode or any others, get in touch. You can email us at therhythmspodcast at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram at itsrhythmspodcast. Or if you're listening on Spotify, make sure to use the Q&A feature. See you next time on The Rhythms Podcast.